Welcome to Live Light Podcast. An open conversation on what we think matters in the lighting design world. I am Mariam. And I am Donna. Let's get lit. Hi everyone, it's good to be back to record another episode. Today we're diving deep into the fascinating world of artificial intelligence and how it's shaping beyond the field of design, its progression and possibilities. That's right, AI appears to be a game changer, isn't it? Definitely. We're both fully aware that this topic is currently making waves in the news, across social media platforms, and even in discussions with our fellow professionals. I guess I can say, Dana, we're both genuinely captivated by this fresh development and eager to keep ourselves up to date with its progression within the design world and particularly in our own field of lighting design. Absolutely, Maria. AI has truly captured our attention and it's fascinating to see how it's reshaping various industries and eventually lighting design. Apart from mesmerizing AI-generated images of buildings and spaces, There are other major aspects where this groundbreaking technology can truly assist us as designers and have a significant impact on the lives of us, the people living on this planet. Totally. The potential applications of AI in our field are endless, and it's exciting to think about the positive changes it can bring to the way we approach lighting design. You know, Dana, I recently read an interesting essay by Mark Andreessen, called Why AI Will Save the World, question mark, which I recommend everybody to give it a read. It's quite interesting, unlike many other gloomy articles that we have read recently on an eye. But he starts his introduction by saying, I will quote him here because he puts it quite well, human intelligence is the lever that we have used for millennia to create the world we live in today. Science, technology, math, physics, chemistry, medicine, energy, construction, the list goes on. <laughs> we have been busy really constantly creating <laughs> for past century. <laughs> Transportation, communication, art, music, culture, philosophy, ethics, and morality. What AI offers us is the opportunity to profoundly augment human intelligence to make all of these outcomes of intelligence and many others from the creation of new medicines to ways to solve climate change and to technologies to reach the stars. The stakes are high. The opportunities are profound. AI is quite possibly the most important and best thing our civilization has ever created. He goes on saying, certainly AI is on par with electricity, microchips, and probably beyond those. Wow, that's great something. But before we go further, would you like to tell us a bit about Mark? Yeah, sure. Mark Andreessen is an American entrepreneur venture capital investor and a software engineer. He appears to be one of the enthusiasts out there, uh, which you can tell by reading his essay, as I mentioned before. But um, aside from Mark, there are a lot of people out there who are concerned about the development of AI, and they believe this technology can lead to people losing their jobs, our society being ruined, and (laughs) some compare it to an open path to crippling economic inequality. Recently, I listened to Sam Harris podcast with Nina Sheik with the topic of AI and transformation integrity. To give our audience a bit of background, Sam Harris is an American philosopher, neuroscientist, author, 
and the host of a podcast called Making Sense. Nina Sheikh is a political commentator, advisor, and public speaker, specializing in how technology is reshaping politics in the 21st century. They describe AI as a profound technology that is said to revolutionize society. And they said we are <laughs> in the calm before a storm. The last moment before AI becomes integrated into almost every aspect of human knowledge work. However, there is a significant skill gap, which we will get to a bit later, and the full implication of AI remains uh, uncertain. We all have come across many discussions on creating guidelines and regulations, and in the podcast they say by 2026, regulations regarding AI are expected to come into effect, especially here in Europe. As mentioned, AI's potential is immense. They went on and talked about theories and AI developments, which I would like to share with you and our audience. One is evidence by NASA engineers using it to design spaceship components in a fraction of the time it would have taken before. Wow, that's incredible. I mean, spaceship design can be a walk in the park if it helps NASA engineers to this level. Imagine the possibilities of it in the design world and especially lighting design. Yeah, and it gets even better. Here is another groundbreaking result that DeepMind achieved with its alpha fold. It essentially solved the complex protein folding problem for millions of molecules in a time frame equivalent of 200 million years of a graduate student's work. Can you imagine that? Well, not really. It's cool, but nevertheless terrifying, of course. Yeah, I don't want to terrify our listeners further. I think it's too late. <laughs> uh, but let me tell you, multi-model AIs are on the horizon. Uh, before you go any further, uh, let me just explain to our listeners what multi-model AI are. They're basically an AI paradigm where various data types such as image, text, speech, uh, or numerical data are combined with multiple intelligence processing algorithms, which allow these AIs to achieve even higher performances than a single model AI. Yeah. For example, ChatGPT or MidJourney or DALI2, all of them, they are single um, models. True. But multi-model is a combination of these models and potentially they could produce videos. That's right. For example. These advancements are happening quickly. As we progress toward multi-model AIs and beyond, current AI models will appear rudimentary in comparison <laughs> in the future. That's just wonderful, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And imagine the productivity gains. McKinsey tried to quantify the productivity gains in 63 use cases, and their projection was that AI can add an annual value of 2.2 to 4.4 trillion dollars. Wow. I mean, these figures are major. Um, however, I'm curious to know in this podcast that you're talking to us about, did they discuss any implications of AI in our society? Of course, on a gloomy note. <laughs> <laughs> Please give it to us. <laughs> uh, despite the promises of AI, there are concerns about the disruptive effects on the labor market. Goldman Sachs predicts that 300 million jobs may be automated or lost due to generative AI, and it means a rethinking of education and workforce preparation is necessary. Well, with this scale of disruption in society, 
I would say AI isn't really similar to any technology we have known before. Wouldn't you say that? Exactly. It's clear that AI goes beyond mere automation. It replaces human intelligence. Mm -hmm. And it challenges previous analogies to technological advancements. But while uncertainties exist, AI also opens up new possibilities in industries and disciplines, yet unimagined. Let's begin with a quick rundown of how AI integration is influencing architecture. Just to be clear, we're talking about architecture now uh, because as we all know, eventually the architectural lighting design will follow the progression of AI, its integration and changes. So to begin from one of the first few articles that I've seen on Design, which was last November, um, the article was about how AI software such as Midjourney, DALI, Stable Diffusion are changing the way architects approach design. These AI tools are providing invaluable output during the early stages of projects, assisting in sketching and idea creation. Yeah, some architects have even found that using AI-generated renderings to share design with clients foster better relationships and engagement throughout the project. It's fascinating how AI is enhancing creative process and transforming labor in architecture and design offices. Yeah, definitely. For example, since its release in, I believe, last June, Midjourney has been embraced by architects at Zaha Hadid, um, who swiftly adopted and employed its capability to become more of a multidisciplinary firm. In April 2023, Zaha Hadid architect's principal, Patrick Schumacher, praised AI text-to-image tools like DALI 2, Midjourney, for their potential in generating ideas during the competition and early stages of design and ideation. Yeah, and that's not all. I came across another case where Jack Lynch, an architect from Hickok Cole, used ChatGPT to design a multi-use building. He compared the conversation and the back and forth with ChatGPT to working with a young designer in giving prompts based on project constraints, questioning, giving feedback, and receiving results to review. That's crazy. Lynch argues that AI could lead to a new wave of architectural innovation. I quote him here, when computer design started in 1960 and 70s, there was a fear that the craftsmanship of the architect or the pen to the paper that really led to true inspiration was going to be gone. But we had a huge renaissance of different architecture styles that came about. And he continues that, I think we are going to see that again. It's putting design into a different user's hand. And that doesn't mean that architecture is at risk. It means that it's going to be viewed a bit differently and there are going to be people who come in and start to play around with it. What he says is actually quite interesting. And I have noticed this from a number of architects that they compare AI integration in design to the advent of computer softwares like AutoCAD and Revit and to the time that they basically replace drafting and, you know, hand craftsmanship. But one important thing that we must remember is that, as we mentioned before, AI brings intelligence to the equation. And that's unlike any traditional softwares that we have been used to. So this analogy is not quite correct. 
but it is still reveals another challenge created by AI that we need to address, and that's the skill gap. That's correct. The development of AI has brought quite significant advancements and capabilities in various fields. At the same time, it has also led to the emergence of skill gap, which really refers to the, this mismatch between the skills required to leverage AI efficiency and effectively and the skills possessed by the workforce. Exactly. There are a few key aspects of the skill gap associated with the development of AI. And I name a few one, for example, technical skills, which means that AI implementation often requires specialized technical skills, such as machine learning, data analysis, programming, and algorithm design. As AI technology advances very quickly, there is a growing demand for professionals who understand and work with complex AI systems. And here is how that the skill gap arises when there is a shortage of individuals with these technical competences. The other aspect is adaptability and lifelong learning. AI technology evolves rapidly and new advancements continuously reshape industries and job roles. Professionals who are adaptable and uh, possess a willingness to learn new skills are better equipped to keep up with these changes. However, the skill gap arises when individuals and organizations fail to prioritize continuous learning and fail to adapt to the evolving demands of the AI. Right, and to tackle this issue, the educational institutions need to offer programs that would equip and train students with AI-related skills. Or we need to create organizations providing training and upskilling opportunities for the workforce. This is, again, quite interesting point we arrive at since we touched on this slightly in our previous episode. The discussion point was raised by our fellow lighting designer, Mathis, where she emphasized on new lighting designers being trained on more futuristic approaches and uh, adaptability of lighting educational system. These changes will need to happen soon, otherwise we are at the risk of creating skill gap in lighting and is crucial to ensure our lighting designers are equipped with these right skills to go forward. Exactly. What I would say now, let's step away from architecture and design and take a look at AI's impact on society. Agreed. We can't ignore the concerns and opportunities it represents. As Mark Andreessen said, AI has the potential to augment human intelligence and positively impact everything from science and medicine to tackle climate change. But of course, as we earlier mentioned, with this progression also comes the fear of job displacement and economic inequality. However, Mark, having a more optimistic view, emphasizes that we need to view AI as a tool that complements human intelligence rather than replacing it. In his opinion, AI technology could empower people to be more productive, which we kind of get that idea as well. As a result, this causes the prices for existing goods and services to fall and for wages to rise. This in turn causes economic growth and job growth while motivating the creation of new jobs and new industries. If a market economy is allowed to function normally, and if technology is allowed to be introduced freely, this is a perpetual upward cycle that never ends. 
to me, this all sounds really great and wonderful to be true. <laughs> What is your opinion on this, Dana? For sure, it's very interesting, but I'm quite skeptical of such growth as we should be aware of the side effects of this perpetual <laughs> upward cycle, especially on the current alarming status of our planet in terms of climate. Recently, I've read an article in the New Yorker magazine titled To Save the Planet Should We Really Be Moving Slower? by Bill McKibben. By the way, we're referencing a lot of sources in this episode, and you can find details of the essays, podcasts, episodes, and articles in the show notes. Yeah, we have done quite our homework, right? Yes. <laughs> Thank you for mentioning that. So in this article, Bill McKean talks about the Industrial Revolution and how it transformed our lives with the use of coal, gas, and oil, leading to a significant boost in economic growth and living standards. However, as we moved forward, some concerns arose about the consequences of unlimited growth. sparking important debates on setting limits. You know, Mackin refers to an interesting study by Steve Genko, a degrowth advocate proposing some pretty drastic measures to stabilize the planet's temperature. He suggests things like reducing car transport by 80%, limiting air travel to one trip per year, and cutting down meat consumption by 60%. Surprisingly, these measures aren't too far from how people lived half a century ago. <laughs> I wonder if any of our listeners were born half a century ago to confirm this. But these measures appear to be uh, drastic measures, which I don't think a lot of people are following. Sadly, it's true. But can you imagine in 1972, we were warned about the potential ecological collapse if growth kept going unchecked. Back in a report called The Limits to Growth. Yeah, I mean, it's no surprise that we're behind in that efforts, but uh, we're seeing more and more renewed focus on sustainability and green technologies nowadays. Yeah, according to this New Yorker article, making these transitions comes with its own set of challenges, like tackling mineral extraction, environmental impacts, social justice concerns. And to address these challenges, it's not just about developing green technologies. We also need broader societal changes. Yes, I mean, definitely. I can imagine we're talking about a cultural shift where we have to rethink our consumption patterns or how we distribute resources and the values that we uphold as a society, really. Sure. It might face some resistance, as always, <laughs> but we can't ignore the urgency of tackling climate change and reducing carbon emissions. You know, there are so many movements and initiatives around the globe in attempts to overcome the climate crisis. But somehow, to me, it feels like we keep on going round and round in a circle and not really forward. What do you think? Do you think um, it's too hopeful to think that AI can be the technology that takes us forward? Not at all. Just to note one, as we heard the examples of NASA and DeepMind, AI had a drastic impact in increasing the production gains, and this could be balanced with not job losses, but everybody working less. According to a study co-authored by Juliet Shore, an economist and sociologist at Boston College and a lead researcher at Four Day Week Global in 2012, 
A 10% reduction in working hours resulted in an 8.6% decrease in carbon footprint. Wow. This suggests that implementing a shorter work week could have a positive environmental impact. Hey, look at that. We finally have a scientific proof that working less is not such a bad thing. (laughs) As we conclude this episode, let's not forget that AI has the potential to be part of a larger effort to address global challenges, such as climate crisis, which is a big one, I would say. It's, of course, inspiring to see how AI can contribute to a more sustainable future, even in lighting design, by reducing working hours and increasing efficiency. That's right, Maya. Combining green technologies and adopting a shorter work week can significantly impact carbon emissions. We need to embrace this change to create a more equitable and sustainable civilization and ultimately happier lighting designer. (laughs) As I recall, it was in our previous episode that our flow lighting designers were seeking more time to deliver good results and designs. And maybe here AI can give them, (laughs) save their time in uh, other aspects and give them their time to develop their ideas. And I think I can say the world would be a better place with happier lighting designers. (laughs) I hope so. (laughs) But uh, jokes aside, after all, I think we're all confronted with the question of whether we should allow ourselves to be consumed by concern regarding the near future about our employment, the potential transformation of our societal standards, or we eagerly anticipate the utopian possibilities resulting from the AI developments and its integration. This will remain to be an open-ended question in the period of calm before the storm. Wow, that's not dramatic <laughs> at all, but realistic. <laughs> I thought I should give it a go before we end this episode. Yeah. So before we sign off, we'd like to thank you, our listeners, for joining us on this episode. Our next episode will be a fiction piece on how AI can be incorporated into lighting design world. And I can tell you now, it will be an exciting one. But good things come to the ones that patiently wait. That's right. We'll be taking a short summer break and we'll be back towards the end of September. So stay tuned and enjoy your summer. Until next time. And thanks for tuning in.